we have not anticipated fans taking the entire can and upending it. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. My plan is to cry a lot and then no, I'm actually going to do well. Who am I kidding? I'm great. Thankfully, the Red Bulls decided to score some points. I personally am not trying to be a homer or anything, but uh, Joe Rallis. Portland shouldn't be on the playoffs this year because they can't get their act together. 11 mils sitting on your bench, just sitting there when you could invest it into any other position. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 20 and preview of round 21. This episode is brought to you by the National Association of Stadium Managers, who want to remind everyone that move your feet, lose your seat is not to be literally taken. So, yeah, leave the bleacher seats where they are, dummies. Uh, No, uh, actually, this episode is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the wonderful subreddit community of r slash MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLS Fantasy Boss, and joining me tonight is Simon Thwaites, Jason Wiskovich, Travis Luscombe, and our special guest, Anne-Marie, a.k.a. at underscore not Chadwick, from Total MLS. Hey, everyone. How are you doing tonight? Good, good. good. Hello, friends. Doing well. Hello, everyone. Well, I'm excited to have you guys here. It was a fun round 20, I think, so let's just start out. What was everyone's uh, general reaction to the round, and more importantly, how did your teams do? Well, I'll go first because I loved round 20. <laughs> or was it? Yeah, 20. Because I got a 120. I uh, chickened out at the last minute on my clutch and captain, which didn't wind up being too much of a difference from Giovinco. But, uh, yeah, 42 points from Giovinco, 16 from Clushton, 13 from Ola, 17 from Piatti. I was really happy that my two transfers in this week were Clushton and Piatti. So pretty happy. Moved up to 179 overall and won all my head-to-heads this week. Yeah, mine, uh, I had 108 points. Captain Valeri, which uh, everyone online saw my big rant about how Diaz and Valeri were the two uh, lowest scoring players on my outfield. And, of course, the one week I captain Valeri, he gets a six, which isn't bad on a normal week. But when you know Piotti gets 17, Kleshton gets 16, Ola gets 13, and Gio gets 21, it kind of stings. But, uh, you know, I moved up to... Uh, 212th overall, so I'm um, pretty stoked on that. All green arrows except for two leagues, which are very competitive, so pretty stoked on that. Nice. Yeah, I think, wow, you guys did well. I had 100 points overall and lost a couple of spots. I'm down to fifth. My midfielders were not great. I captained Giovinco, which was great, and Cluston was great, but everybody else kind of sucked. I don't have Piotti. I have, like, Pirlo and Pedro Morales. So, yeah, it must be nice to have those guys, I guess. But I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't have, it, well, it wasn't that bad. I feel like some people had, like, really amazing scores. But I don't know. Things up here at the top, the air is thin. There's not that much difference between all of us, except for some guy, the gol- Golden Axe, run by some dude named The Hater or some woman named The Hater. I don't know who you are. <laughs> But you're a hateful person, and you scored 127, <laughs> 127 points. That's pretty impressive. I look at their team. I'm That's like, awesome. damn, they had everyone. So they're don't hate me because you ain't me. 
<laughs> I'm about to be a hater. You guys all did better than me. I pulled in 93, um, but I did that like without Piatti, without Giovinco. Um, I captain question. I had BWP. Um, so and Ola and Keen both scored a little bit. So I guess it could have been a lot worse not having Giovinco or captaining him, but um, I feel okay with how I did. I uh, lost a couple of points after the point adjustment, uh, either today or yesterday, and so I had 99, so I was just one point shy of that century mark. Ended up with 97. Uh, very pleased with that, especially since the average points this round was 72, so a good score. I dropped Gerard and Diaz, and unfortunately, Grain, and I brought in Felipe and Benny Failhaber, so... Uh, got 10 points between them and did not have question, did not have Piatti, but I also had Papa, who brought in a big one point for me. Thanks for your seven minutes of playtime. Uh, but I did Captain Geo after going back and forth with some people and just and just realizing, I think I think it was either Travis, you or a guy who pointed this out, that when someone is owned by over 60% of the game, you kind of have to captain him. Well, it's not really even that for me. The reason that I switched was because I saw that Hamid and Boswell were late scratches. Yeah. And so to have those two guys out, I was like, oh, yeah, Chiavinko's going to eat them up. So. Yeah, but see, due to that late scratch, I think that if you had, was it, wasn't it Valeri beforehand, the, the, the news didn't come out till after that. So for me... Yeah, you kind of got boned on that. Yeah, but 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 at the same but but at the same time, Giovinco not scoring and was I believe it's four straight games. Valeri coming coming off back to back braces, playing at home. It's like I mean, but logically it made sense to captain Valeri. Obviously, I mean hindsight, you know, Giovinco. I don't think yeah. Gio. I don't think Gio had scored in like eight matches. Yeah, it was something. It was something like <laughs> six or something like that. But yeah. I'm looking right now. It's a. Uh, it was a lot. Nine matches. He had two assists in nine matches, and that was it. It was rough. Most importantly for me, though, this was the first time I've ever had a hat trick captain, so I was ecstatic about that. That was. That there was were a lot of goals. There oh were, God. and that's that for me. Let's just go ahead and start talking about the big surprises from this round. That that was a, a takeaway that I have is like so many people were scoring goals from all the positions, well, except the keeper. Yeah, Drogba. The biggest surprise for me, yeah, was how Philadelphia just kind of laid over, <laughs> and Montreal just destroyed them. I, they, I don't know if they were just tired from the number of matches they've played lately, or just the fact that that the impact just had their number. But I was not expecting a route of that magnitude. Anybody else have anything that just jumped out at them as just crazy? The Sounders suck. <laughs> you said something crazy. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, oh, I've been seeing it. some rumors around, Simon. Let's get your take on them really quick. Is, is Siggy out? No. No? You don't think so? No, he will not get fired until the end of the season. Do you think he should? That is a complicated question that we do not have time for on this podcast, but... Uh, no, I don't think he's getting fired until the end of the season from the small things that I know. So, And then it's going to be more of a lets him retire thing? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not the front office. I bet that decision hasn't quite been made yet. There he's going to get replaced by Heath. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> 
We'll see what happens. Just, just do the shuffle, the coach's shuffle. Very good. Well, I think, of course, the big topic on everyone's mind that we're going to get to is the New York Derby. Uh, but first of all, guys, are you Derby or Darby? I'm Darby. Darby. I'm American, so it's Derby. Derby. Simon. Nah, is it Darby? Darby, you guys are crazy. I'm from no. Kentucky. It's Derby. That's that's how we look at things. Um, well, that's with horses, though. <laughs> it's, it's anything. That's how that word's pronounced. Okay. Um, we, we could say other things wrong, but we're going to go with Derby is how that's supposed to be. Anyway, what is this? This was the third meeting of, of New York, and it was another solid win by the Red Bulls. So is what are we taking from this? Is this just the streak that the Red Bulls are going to ride through the rest of the season, or is this just another example of New York just being New York? City's just garbage in their defense. I mean, actually, they got a great offense, but they have nothing in the back. I mean, I'm sorry, but Saunders is a nice guy, but he's garbage. Their defense is garbage. There's no... Um, there's no gelling back there. They, they don't talk. They don't defend. And I mean, I think they're just too attack-minded. I mean, R.J. Allen is up, you know, up on the flank all the time, and then he has to trek all the way back just to, you know, just to catch up with the counter. And I just don't think that they have a very good defensive philosophy. I mean, if they got a better keeper and short up the back line a little bit, they would be, you know, a top contender. But uh, they're just garbage. And I mean, New York, the Red Bulls are, you know. Obviously, on a whole nother level, New York is red. Are they just turning into that poster child team that MLS wants, where they have have Pirlo and they have Lampard and they have these fancy people there? Is it is that just to get some name recognition and and some chatter, or is are they turning into another Chivas, where they're just going to send some people there to get training and pull them back to Man City? What do we think about that? Did Chivas ever sign Lampard and Pirlo and David Villa? No, but Chivas was just a glorified farm team. Um, New York has is, is got that, that element to it where everyone wants to talk about New York City and they want to flash these big stars on the screen, but when it comes down to it, what production are we getting? I don't know, man. New York City's good. They're still like super up there in the East. I think Mike would have a problem with the way this conversation is going, actually. <laughs> Like, Tommy McNamara, great. Jack Harrison, great. Uh, RJ Allen, great. They've got a lot of really solid young players just because they got beat by a team that is honestly also really, really good, the Red Bulls. Doesn't mean that New York City is suddenly garbage or that they haven't no, they been are, a lot better this they, season. Like They're in first, respectively, they are in first place with 33 points. Um, you know, they're two points behind the Red Bulls. But if you look at it, there's just because their offensive productivity, that's the only reason why they're winning if they face any team that's got any type of offensive firepower, they lose. They can't keep a clean sheet. They can't defend. So if you look at it, I mean, any team that is scoring two-plus goals a game, realistically, they're probably going to draw or beat them. Hmm. I don't know. I still, I still am pretty happy to have a lot of the New York City attacking players on my fantasy team. I think they've got some great players. Definitely Lampard's a nice little value pick, but are, are we saying that it's a good thing they're in the East? Would the West just chew them up and spit them out? I don't know. If if What's the phrase? If ifs and buts were something and something? Like, this is the way it is. 
<laughs> I think I, I think I, that's the saying from now on. If ifs and buts were somethings and somethings, that's just the way it is. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. Yeah, there we go. I like that. Is that what is that what the phrase is? Yeah, it's the. Uh, oh, I, I love that. That's great. Idiom. That's hilarious. Thank you, thank you wow. for the internet. Yes, thank you, Google. But going forward, uh, who would you guys rather have in your team, though? Would you rather pick up the questions, or would you rather get the Lampards on your team? Question, 100%. Same. Question all the way. Is is he becoming a... And, you know, this may be jumping a little bit ahead to some of our questions, but it, I know how I mentioned earlier that Gio was almost a must-captain because of just the sheer owner per- percentage. Is that what question's becoming? He was toward the end of last year after the All-Star break. Remember how we last year Benny was pretty much captaincy option throughout the entire first half, and then he fell off, and then Kleschen just had a stellar second half. Um, Kleschen could turn that back on this year and uh, do the same thing. I mean, Kleschen's still on all set pieces, still taking PKs. Uh, he scored 16-14-0-5-3-4-1-3-11-11. So it seems... You know, he's had two to three great games, and then he's fallen off for about two to three games. So, I don't know. I, I don't I don't see the consistency there for to captain him all the time. And that was something that I brought up a few, I guess, around the wild card using some of the statistics that Andrew had, had gotten is um, his points per 90 isn't actually as high up there as maybe some of us might think just from some of these glory games that he has. So, perhaps he is still a guy that you can bench in the right situation. Oh yeah, I I'm honestly thinking about dropping him in round 22 when they go to LA, because they have that match, and then they play Montreal, which is pretty favorable at home. But then they play DC away, which Hamid will be back, and possibly Boswell back, and DC is pretty pretty decent defensively. So, and then they have a bye. So. I mean, I'm considering dropping him and picking up some other option in 22 when there's better matchups for someone else. And most importantly, because Bruce Arena doesn't care about our statistics. Well, Bruce Arena does not care about our fantasy team. (laughs) (laughs) That much is pretty much a given. Uh, But I, I think the biggest takeaway that has to come from this New York game is some misinformation that's been going around the community. Travis, can you help shed some light on some concerning news that we need to correct? Oh, yeah. So during the New York City-New York Red Bulls match, I heard a lot of mentions uh, from the commentators even about some of the players being on yellow card accumulation, David Villa being one of them. He, He got that bizarro yellow card that he was looking for, for some unknown reason. I don't know why he wanted a yellow card, but he really, really wanted a yellow card. And he got one. And they were saying he was going to be out this weekend, this coming weekend. Um, but he, he uh, someone from Reddit, uh, Sinicamax, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I think that's it, um, noticed that during the week rounds, 13 through 16, there was a five-game stretch where Villa did not get a yellow card, and he participated in all five matches. So he qualifies for the good behavior incentive, and he should be playing this weekend. He shouldn't be suspended until he picks up another yellow. 
And same thing with R.J. Allen. They were mentioning he was on four yellows, but um, I'm only seeing four yellows for R.J. Allen uh, after this game. So as far as I know, both of them should be available for the next match. Very important, because I know we had several questions this round about what to do with these players not being there, and I think this does kind of change uh, that landscape going forward, and we'll be sure to touch on that. But anybody else, what were your final fantasy takeaways about round 20 as we move into round 21? Drogba is a golden god. (laughs) When he plays. Yes, when he plays. That's the hard part to predict. (laughs) But that dude just scores and scores and scores. It's it's fantastic. His points per 90 has to be like a billion. Because every (laughs) place he scores... Seriously. He's always like, oh, I'm not going to play for five weeks. I'm, okay, I'll, I'll play now. I'll, I'll get six goals. There we go. Good <laughs> Pretty much. What about you, Anne-Marie? What's jumping out as important for you? Um, important? I would say it's time to own Giovinco. <laughs> you know, I paid for that. <laughs> um, but he's just so gosh darn expensive. It's hard to hard to fit him in, but I don't think you can afford to not own him right now. You have to find a way. <laughs> you know, I had a quick aside for this um, a conversation I had a little bit on Twitter in our in our back and forth messaging. Is should he have been higher at the beginning of the season? Is is it is it wrong for a player to be owned by sixty six percent of the team? Should should there have been should he have been higher? Do, do we think that that pricing was off? Honestly, I think if he was 15 million right now, I think 60% of the people would still own him. I agree 100%. But that would definitely impact our midfield areas at times, though, and and not as creative. Or maybe make them more creative and not as cookie cutter. Yeah. That's what Harrison and Madronda are for, right? And And Azira. Yeah. Not forget him. Well, excellent. Well, let's get into some housekeeping since we're starting to talk about some of these injuries and cards and everything. Most importantly, the All-Star Game is July 28th. So there will be some of the biggest names in MLS, not all of the biggest names or all of the deserving names in MLS, will be at that game. So be sure to keep an eye on that roster that's out and maybe take that into consideration when you're making your trades over the next couple of rounds. Uh, but of course, we have our injury update from at MLS Injury News, our good friend Mike That Tiger. So let's just start out with the upcoming double game week teams that we have. Uh, Yora left the match early with a hip flexor strain. No official timetable, but looks like he'll be out through the double game week. So that's the next couple of rounds. Uh, then Josie took the field for Toronto as a sub, but as for the rest of the Reds, Bradley is the closest to returning, but Clint Irwin and the Canadian Messi, a.k.a. Will Johnson, FYI, uh, they're looking more like mid-August at the earliest. So as for the rest of MLS, Matt Beasler and Liam Ridgewell were both declared out for the All-Star game, and per a new rule by our favorite Don Garber, because they will miss the All-Star game, they are suspended for the next league match. Uh, if he were here, insert Guy Sanchez rant. Uh, we're, we are not sure when they're going to return, as there is no timetable given yet. It's at least one game. Uh, kind of my favorite injury or, or missing, just my favorite update for this round is Fabian Espindola is not happy to have been traded across 
across the board to Vancouver. Uh, so he's just refusing to report. I love it. I think it's great. So don't don't own him. Uh, Nat Borcher's out for the year with an Achilles tendon injury. That's bad news. Um, Powell from Portland looked to be walking off the match hurt, but there's nothing official yet. Uh, Mikhail Williams over at the Rapids subbed at halftime, and it looked like he picked up an injury, but there's no official word on exactly what that is or a timetable. Uh, Raul Rodriguez over at the Dynamo left the match with a right abductor strain. No timetable there. Any, any news on that, Travis? Yeah, he left really early in the match. Like, we burned a sub like in the first 10 minutes of the match. So that, I don't think that would have happened unless it was something fairly concerning. So, I mean, hopefully he'll be back soon, but he's way too expensive to own anyway, so I wouldn't worry about yeah. it too much. Uh, Graham Zuzzi looked like his uh, issues have flared back up, so he had to leave the match early. No timetable. Uh, David Villa and RJ Allen are available, so don't forget about that. But for the rest of New York City FC, uh, Frederic Bravo is suspended with a yellow card accumulation, and then Ethan White is suspended because of his red card. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Bill Hamid picked up a minor hand injury and did not travel to Toronto. Uh, no word on how long this minor quote unquote, injury will keep him out. Rex Shea didn't travel to Columbus due to another minor Injury. How uh, much you want to bet these things are hamstrings, right? Um, Jermaine Jones has a right leg injury and he missed the match versus Dallas. And uh, you'll never guess, no timetable given. Gerard did not train last week. Injury is undisclosed. And once more, we're feeling, guys, everybody, no timetable given. Uh, fortunately, though, Kaká and Higuain have both returned to action this weekend, so they are once again in the mix. And this has been brewing for a long time. Castillo, it's not quite official, but it appears that he is probably going to be transferred away as he was not in the 18 for Dallas last week. Though, as I think we've seen from Dallas, that really doesn't mean anything. Uh, those are all the injury updates I have from Mike That Tiger. Do you all have anything else to supplement that comprehensive list? That covers it pretty much, I think. I think. He's got it. He's really got it. Well, be to be sure to tune in to at MLS Injury News as we get closer to the round starting. He has lots of good updates, and he always has an article at MLS Fantasy Boss with just a comprehensive roundup before the match starts in case you miss things. Uh, the last update I have before we move on to questions is about Patreon. For everyone who may have doubted and listened to the the lies that people like Mike that Tiger like to spit, the stickers for Patreon have been sent. All except for one, so if you're listening, Mr. John Halka, I don't have your address, and I will need that in order to send you a sticker, and eventually a pint glass. Uh, I have narrowed down our, our pint glass order, and that should be getting placed during this week. I finally found some place that's pretty good and had a logo I think will work well with uh, with the pint glass. So They're going to look so sick. They are. They're going to look pretty sharp. Uh, but So thank you, everyone, who has been a supporter of us through Patreon. I hope you're enjoying the show still, and I'm happy that you're still willing to give to us. Uh, Jason and Simon only love you if you give money, but I am just happy that you guys are listening to us each and every week, everyone that tunes into the show. So thank you so much. And I actually have to love you if you do donate, even if you piss me off like Mike that Tiger did. Um, <laughs> he kind of threw it in my face. He's like, I donated to Patreon. You have to love me and talk to me. So I had so I had to love him and talk to him even though he he made me upset. So so no matter what I'll love you and just give us oh. money and so we can keep on doing this fun show for you guys. Jason, does that mean I'm obligated to to love Mike too? Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. 
I see how it is. I love you, Mike. Well, fortunately, Anne-Marie is not, so she and Mike can continue to having their back and forths on Twitter. <laughs> no, she's on the show. She has to love him now. Ah, oh, crap. It's I'm sorry. True. She's just a guest. Yeah. No. You know what? I'll throw it out. Love you, Mike. Oh. oh. Hugs and kisses. Hugs Wait, and does kisses. that mean Mike loves himself? Oh, he's been on the show a little, <laughs> little bit of a, yeah, a, bit of a narcissexual so. there, I think. <laughs> Uh, anyway, enough of all this lovey-dovey crap. Round 21 questions. We've got some good ones from Reddit this time. Keepers in the fender section, of course, this is where I put the throwaway questions for anything. Uh, so everyone, should people be dropping their crew in Dallas players for RSL and Toronto players in this round? Amory, what do you think? I would say yes and no. Like, Go ahead and drop those Columbus players. They're playing away from home against Toronto with Giovinco. So um, I don't think you would want any crew defenders regardless of them having an upcoming bye week. As for Dallas, or more specifically Walker Zimmerman, (laughs) (laughs) I would keep him through this round. Um, Dallas at home has been really good. So I think they actually have a pretty solid win streak on their home turf. I would discourage you from dropping him right now. Um, or any Dallas player for that matter. I agree 110% with what she just said. Um, couldn't have said it better myself. And then with adding players for RSL in Toronto, um, I think that it's also safe to keep Diaz this week. Um, as Andrew says, don't drop a player on a home game. So I would keep the Dallas players, um, maybe even just try to bank a free transfer if you possibly can. Um, I personally don't like RSL's matchup this week in Philly. Um, If you are going to get anybody, obviously, I think from the attack, go with Joao Plata just because he'll probably be on PKs and set pieces again since Yura is out of the mix. Um, Defensively, obviously, if you have Glad, great. and then Toronto. Uh, Toronto is home against Columbus. Uh, I would, I wouldn't touch any Toronto players except for Moore this week. I still think he has the ability to get on set pieces and score some goals. Um, and Giovinco. Um, but yeah, other than that, and reset it perfectly. You'd pick Moore over Moro. So I. I think that Moore has better set-piece uh, ability. He has more range. He scores more goals. Um, but, you know, to each his own, I think Moro is, what, 0.1 cheaper? Yeah. Oh, he's PC. I'm sorry, he's point. He's point two more expensive uh, with 96 points, and Moore is 7.7 million at 97 points. I mean, differential-wise, Moore is 14.2% ownership, and Moro has 3.4%. So if you're looking at a differential, then sure, why not? But I still think more is the better uh, goal-scoring opportunities. So how do you all feel about Houston's defense? And here's a team we don't get to talk about a whole lot. Uh, they seem to be doing a little bit better at home these days. Is this somebody worth investing in going forward? Um, sadly, no. Um, the problem is is that, like you mentioned earlier, Raul Rodriguez got injured. Um, but he's way too expensive. Horst is 7-point-something million. I'm not going to spend that on anyone from any team, really, except for maybe a double game week team, possibly, for a defender. Um, 
They have they've only given up they've only given up seven goals in their last ten matches, which is really good. I mean, considering uh, considering three were at the Portland match uh, on two of them on penalties. Um, I do kind of like their matchup this week against uh, San Jose at home. Uh, San Jose has struggled to score away from home. They've only scored four goals in their last five away matches. But after they play San Jose, they go away to Montreal, and they're a horrible away team. They come home, and I say that as a Dynamo fan, they come home and they play against Giovinco in Toronto, and then they go away to San Jose. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're locking it down pretty well on defense, but you'd have to either get a center back that's $7 million or, like, Anibaba, who I'm not that impressed with, so... So what about what about Derek though? Is is any of that recent success due to? Well, Derek is still injured, so right. I would not pick him up. Um, well, is that, is that where maybe some of that improved form came from? Was him coming back into the fold? What's that? Is is that where this little improvement is really tied to? Was him coming? Their starting keeper coming back into the fold? Well, some. I mean, but Joe Willis has played two or three of the matches. Uh, lately too, and he had a clean sheet against Vancouver last weekend, so uh, he's a pretty suitable replacement and a cheap one at that. I think he's 4.9 million, but uh, uh, there isn't a definitive timetable on Derek's return, so you might be looking at two or three more weeks of Joe Willis, and then you'll have to drop him anyway for for some other keeper that's going to be playing, so... What's you, Jason? Do you like the Houston defense? Um, I had Horst last week as one of my punts. Um, obviously, you know, we all know Horst from a couple years ago when I think he was like 5 mil, and he did really well for all of us. Um, but I, I have to agree with Travis. I don't really like the, uh, the upcoming schedule. Home against San Jose, away at Montreal, home against Toronto. Um, yeah, I, I mean... I prefer to still get, you know, the uh, more inexpensive players and start gearing up towards uh, the teams that don't have buys in 25 and 27. That was kind of a Debbie Downer of a question, talking about things we don't like. So let's talk about things that we do like. Who are you all picking for your keeper and defenders for this round? All right, so my uh, defender picks are... Walker Zimmerman from FC Dallas because he's a boss and I don't trust the Vancouver Whitecaps. And otherwise, I don't really love a ton of the defenders, so I'm not going to pick any other defenders other than Walker Zimmerman. And for keeper, I'm going to say Blake from Philadelphia. Uh, Philly's defense sucks, and now I'm starting to regret that. But I also think that RSL's offense is not very trustworthy. And across the country, uh, things are never easy. So I kind of like that matchup for Philly. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go with I guess I'll go with Blake, but maybe Sites would be good too. So I think you'd be good with either of those guys. Um, let's see. I'm with my goalkeepers. I'm kind of 
torn between Tim Howard and Brian Rowe. Um, I think uh, I think Galaxy play Seattle, right? Yeah. Yeah, in Seattle. I think maybe Brian Rowe has the upper hand, um, just because NYCFC on their home field. I don't know. You never know what's going to happen on that field, I guess. So, um, and then defenders definitely Walker Zimmerman. Um, I think the Seattle Sounders have a little bit of a scoring problem, so Daniel Starris seems like a like a good choice too. A little bit of a scoring problem. <laughs> Just a little one. A little. Yeah, uh, I like those picks. I've I've got Rowe in against Seattle for my goalkeeper. Um, if you happen to have Joe Willis, he's got a good matchup this weekend against um, San Jose at home. Uh, I certainly wouldn't trade him in right now. But uh, And then defenders, again, Walker, Zimmerman. Uh, I might play R.J. Allen uh, just because they're at home. Um, and then... Uh, I don't know. It's a toss-up between Steras and Hoyberry. Probably Steras going to double down on the L.A. defense. And I'm going with for my keepers. Um, I know uh, Colorado's away to New York City, but I just think that Howard is Howard and the Colorado defense is just too good. So I'm going with uh, Howard and Blake. Um, to combat what you said, Simon, um, I think that the Philly defense is going to keep a clean sheet this week against RSL because without Yura cutting through um, and creating lanes, I don't think the RSL attack is going to be potent at all. We don't really have a true striker since we loaned out Sandoval. Um, so I uh, I think that uh, uh, Real Salt Lake is going to be, it's going to be difficult for them to uh, score. So I'm going with uh, Howard and Blake as my keepers. Uh, my defenders are going to be uh, Hoberg from Colorado, Rosenberry from Philly, and um, I, I said before I like Drew Moore um, at home against Columbus. Very nice, very nice. I was surprised, Travis, that you're looking at Steras or Axel. I, I just, I just feel like Colorado is almost like you need to have one of their players in your defense at all times. It seems like. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, my my saying is always bet on the over at uh, at uh, Yankee Stadium. So <laughs> they're we'll they're playing at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, we will see how it pans out. And as we also now know, not as weak as we think they. Because yeah. on the All Star team, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he may have uh, some rest to be needed because that's just two days after the All Star game. But I mean, he'll probably only go 45 anyway, so probably not going to be much of an impact on him. So moving on to midfielders. So as we already mentioned, Gio was practically a must-have last week during his high ownership. Um, we've touched on question maybe starting to fall into that must-own area or not. Um, is there anybody else who you guys are seeing starting to crack the the ceiling of must own midfielders? Piotti. Piotti, yeah, yeah, he's the one that uh, that I'm thinking of right now. Is he at that? Is he at that level of geo of you find do whatever you can to get him in your team? Uh, I think. Sorry, go ahead, Trev. Sorry, yeah, not quite for me. 
I mean, they are playing at DC, and depending on Hamid's undisclosed hand injury, mm-hmm. if he's still out, then that defense is a lot more susceptible to Drogba and Piotti. But, uh, I mean, he's not quite as consistent, but could be a good shot this week. And see, for me, I, I think that you're playing away at D.C., home against Houston, away at New York Red Bulls, home against Chicago, home against D.C., away at Toronto, home against Orlando. Those are not very good defenses um, all together. So and Piotti's, he's, he's had his spurts, but, I mean, he's, he's been pretty, pretty damn consistent all year long. And uh, I think he's—I I do think he is one of the midfielders, like a Valeri or a Clutch, have in your lineup. Yeah, I agree with the Piotti takes. Um, although I'll also say that if you don't own Valeri, there's like a little bit of crazy in you. Uh, <laughs> a lot of crazy. Yeah. So I think, honestly, like. All the big-name midfielders, maybe with the exception of Diaz, because FC Dallas, when they're away from home, aren't that good, but, like, Kleschen, Piatti, and Valeri are Kyle, all kind of must-owns for me, at least. Well, my biggest problem with Diaz right now is they've got two buys in the next four round, four or five rounds, so it's going to be hard, because I, I took them out thinking they were going to rest them last week, and that actually worked out anyway, but... I uh, I can't bring him in this week because he's off next week, and then <laughs> and then they have two games and then they're off again. Like for me, I have all five midfielders are starters for me, so I can just bench him if I need to, without having to like waste a transfer. So. Um, oh, yeah, I just don't want to nice. eat that much salary <laughs> on a <the> bench. <laughs> That's true, but for one uh, week, I don't know. One week's not too bad. Yeah, always an option. Uh, you mentioned big name. Just just for fun, can we agree on maybe a a budget midfielder that is is a I don't know if must have budgets are a, a thing, zero. but but I was gonna is is it a zero? There's three. Let's just three. Can, a zero, Madronda and Harrison. and Harrison. Okay, so th- those are if you want a budget midfielder, those are your three guys. Pretty much. Has to be. Yeah. Definitely. Would you would you be willing to take one of them instead of like a four point five bench fodder? Easy. That's what I did in my yeah. wild card. I took Madronda just because of his floor has been so consistent all year. And actually, it was because of uh, Andrew's suggestions. Uh, I was between him and Harrison, and I just like Madronda's floor because um, with the rotation up top. Um, I mean, I think all three of them are fantastic picks. So it just really depends on what your budget allots. I yeah, took a zero. zero just because he was cheap. Same. Oh yeah, he's great. I think he's been averaging almost five points a game. So great pickup. Uh, so moving on, we've started to talk a little bit about Diaz. Anyway, so if if people have dropped him or are dropping him, they're not taking Andrew's advice. Um, who is the best replacement for Diaz this round? Are we still going with Piotti and maybe? Um, the better question would be, when should they people think about bringing Diaz back if he has been dropped? Yeah, like I said, I personally don't think that you drop Diaz this round, but if you 
want to drop Diaz this round and you feel comfortable with that, um, I really like Molino from uh, yeah. Orlando City. Uh, he's He's been on fire lately. He scored uh, one goal and assisted last week, had an assist the week before. Uh, pretty consistent, um, but with Kaká back in the mix too, I think either one of them is a good option, but I still really like Molino um, for Kaká. Uh, I think that possibly even another midfielder that you could pick up in place of him would be uh, Benny Failhaber. Uh, he's a he's a good option, or even a um, David Akam. Either one of those three, I think, are solid options for replacing uh, Diaz. And if you were to, I mean, if you're going to drop them, you might as well just drop them until after the bye, because um, they have one home game. Uh, they have this week against Vancouver bye. They're home against Kansas City away at RSL bye, and then they're home, or I'm sorry, they're away at Houston. And then they're home against Portland and Colorado starting round 27. Even though Diaz is a supreme playmaker, I just don't know if you know if if, if your transfers you know can allow bringing him, taking him out, to bring him back in, maybe even do what uh, Anna Marie said, and if you have a fifth midfielder, just uh, bench him for a week and do it that way. Yeah, I like I like that option. I was actually looking at Molina myself just for that home matchup against New England. Uh, or if you don't have Piotti yet, that would be a, a good, like you said, they have a great set of fixtures coming up. So if you don't have Piotti, then time to get on the train. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm looking at him. As far as Molino goes, I know I, I was talking with some people about this in the, the chat at, at Fantasy Boss, and people were just wondering about, oh, is his success really only because of Kaká? And does he drop off when Kaká comes in? And looking back through... Just the point generation. Yes, he does gel well with Kaká, but he he equally gels well and has succeeded already this season without him being there. So in, in a very similar way to Gio at the beginning of the season, where what there were Toronto had scored nine goals and he had scored or assisted with every one of them. Um, Milano is involved in a lot. the The offense is working through him at this point. So it, that, that is an excellent person to look at. But we've got your thoughts on who you're thinking about, but who are you going with? So, guys, who are your picks for midfielder for this round? Um, I am definitely keeping Diaz. Um, Diaz at home is just... It's too hard to pass up. Um, and then I'm going to... I think I'm taking all five midfielders this week, so I'm going to do Piatti, Question, Valerian, Azira as well. Oh yeah, uh, I like all those picks. Um, if I had Diaz, I would I would keep him obviously. Um, Piotti, Valeri, Stash, and I'm seriously considering bringing in Molino. Uh, my alternative kind of punty pick would be to maybe because I'm only going to make one transfer this week and bank my three for for the double game week uh, would be. Uh, Sheru to have him on the double game week. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a I like that pick. Um, for me, it's like what I have is great, but who I'd want is totally different. Um, obviously, you know, we have your <laughs> you have your question, your Valeri Diaz and Piotti, I think are 
must-haves this week. Um, but I, like I said before, I really like Akam, uh, Molino, and Benny as alternatives too. Um, I have five playable midfielders and three playable forwards. So I may switch it up this week um, and drop Ola Kamara and maybe drop Madranda for somebody else. But, uh, yeah, there's just I feel like the midfield is just so stacked this year. There's so many good options. So which five do you want on your chalkboard? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, the Stash, Valeri, Diaz, Piatti, and I'm going to go with uh, Benny. I like those picks. Um, do you want five from me? Because I'll give you five. I'll give you a question, uh, Pirlo, Piotti, Valeri, and Diaz. Pirlo. Pirlo, if you can wow. drink a glass of wine while playing soccer and still assisting, you're beautiful <laughs> and worth being on my team. I put... I put the Snapchat dog filter on his face the other day, and that guy—it's that. amazing. Well, you, I wish you I put looked the Snapchat dog filter on his face the other day, and the first thing I thought was, "Wow, he kind of looks like Simon like that." Yeah, he does. I look like that with the dog filter on my face. Oh my god, maybe See, I'm I, Pirlo. I knew he would not be insulted by that. This is why I'm picking Pirlo because I am Pirlo. You are Pirlo. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I think it's solid. I mean, if you find your doppelganger, just like Guy has his doppelganger, we need to get on the show. I forgot all about that. Yeah, really uh, I think you're more like the uh, Seattle Jesus, Simon, after that picture you posted. Oh, Lord. I try. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to less blasphemous things over in the forwards category. Uh, so... It, we were saying going into this that New York City was going to have a hard time and if you needed to load up on, on Colorado. But, uh, guys, I guess on the flip side, since New York City is not as weakened as many team, as many people were thinking, um, you seem a little bit positive on Colorado. Is, is it time to stick up to load up with their defense? Maybe even pull in some of their offense against New York? I don't know, maybe like a, a Harrison? Yeah, I mean... If you've got Tim Howard, and I'm sh- I'm assuming 99% of the fantasy owners have Hoyberry, then I'd feel comfortable playing him. Uh, I don't know about Harrison, uh, just because I don't know that he has that position locked down yet. So it's kind of a wait and see for him and their offense. Uh, I mean, they've got a week 25 bye. Uh, so I'm not going to bring in a player from Colorado who haven't been scoring a whole lot just to have to take him out before round 25. But he could be the next Rodney Wallace. Could be. I'll wait. <laughs> no, I disagree with that. <laughs> He's not Rodney Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, stick with the defenders uh, like Axel and, and Tim Howard. Um, when it comes to Harrison, it's not that he, he can't score or he won't score, but Colorado isn't a team that scores a lot of goals. That's true. Um, they usually get like one, maybe two if they're lucky. <laughs> so I feel like picking up one of their forwards isn't that beneficial when you could pick like a BWP or Giovinco or, I mean, I think even last round Barrios played forward because Rudy is concussed. So I think... Any of those would be better choices than Harrison. Um, but like I said earlier, you never know in Yankee Stadium what could happen. So 
Um, and then I also don't know how this works, but since Harrison's listed as a defender, does that mean he gets the four points for a clean sheet if he's playing? Yes. Yes. So I guess in that case it might be worth it, but um, if if he's got that position locked down, that's that's the value of he's he's out of he's OP out of position, so he's earning uh, defensive clean sheets and he's scoring goals at the higher defender rate instead of the lower forward rate. Yeah. Travis and I had a Twitter discussion not long ago about the seven-point play of drawing a penalty and taking it. If there's anything that's, like, more unfair, it's a forward getting a clean sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll agree with that one. A hat trick forward plus clean sheet bonus. <laughs> that would be fantastic. There we go. Gio gets gets a hat trick and four points for a clean sheet. We just need to, we just need to appeal to MLS Digital to list Giovinco as a defender. I think that's the solution here. He's, he's really got it. He's just he's he's a wing back and he's just playing up there. That's yeah. Just list what it him is. At eighteen million. <laughs> eighteen million. Everyone defenders. would still buy him. But even Aguero is only like fifteen in the EPL game. That's, that's thirteen point five. Oh, is he like? I thought he was fifteen. Thirteen point five. Okay, my bad. My bad. I haven't really analyzed that yet. Maybe it's the pounds to dollars conversion. I don't yeah, know. it's what it is. It's a whole conversion thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it, he might be right. I mean, they've Brexited it now, and so, or they're going oh, to Brexiting, oh. so it's, there's a, bit, a little bit of a drop. That's, oh. that's what it is. Uh, anyway, so looking at some of the big-name forwards that we had for uh, the Derby in New York, just like BWP and, and Via, is there anyone that you're thinking of maybe dropping going forward to clean up some of your funds for some of these big midfielders? Forward, you mean? No, no, I, I mean we're talking about all these midfielders, so the, the money has to come from someplace. So are you considering dropping someone? Would you consider dropping someone like a Via or a BWP? Uh, going forward to, to free up some of your money. This is another question that we had when we were under the assumption that, that Via was out, and so people wanted to know what to do with Via, who to replace him with, and it seems like the answer now is you don't have to, but if you're ready to drop a big name forward, who do you go for and what do you do with that money? Yeah, I mean, obviously I think you keep uh, Giovinco just because <clears throat> it is Giovinco. Um I still like Robbie Keane. Um, still think he's good, especially. Um, I know this week at Seattle, um, a lot can happen. I think Simon, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't it typically pretty high scoring in Seattle whenever LA plays Seattle? Not if you're Seattle. Okay, well, that's, that's uh, cold. You guys are rude. Although Reed is, it may be rude, but he's correct. Yeah. So, know, so be, yeah, so so you know you got Seattle like, then you're home against New York and Colorado. Um, I still like Keen a lot, and then it really I think it's kind of a crapshoot to whoever else you want. I know this is odd saying this this year, but Dom Dwyer has actually been in form the past couple games. I want to say he scored I think was it three in his last two or something like that. Um, yeah, he has scored. I'm sorry, two. Yeah, he scored two uh, this last week. Um, I, I do like him for this week, but also the the Canadian Messi, he's always a solid player. So um, I think if you were to drop David Villa, you can go with a Keen, um, a Keen or a Laren. I think would be would be a pretty good. Jason, thank you for calling Laren the Canadian Messi after that Will Blunder reference earlier. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was all Mike that Tiger. 
No. We he, we got in an argument about that too, but <laughs> the true Canadian Messi is Laren. There's no doubt. That's why he slipped it in there. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, at least for me, like I don't own Via, but if I did, like now would be the perfect time to drop him. Not only like with the travel that he's gonna have to do with the the All Star game, but he would be going against the best defense in Chicago, or not Chicago, Colorado. So that would be the one that I would sacrifice. Um, this week I'm sacrificing Ola Kamara. He's not a big-name guy, but um, those dollars are going towards Piatti for me. So. All right, so everyone, who are you considering for your forwards for this round? Um, yeah, um, my forwards this week are going to be Keen, Giovinco, and I really like Kyle Lahren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like those picks, actually. Uh, my three forwards for the week are going to be Keen, Giovinco, and Ola Kamara, because I probably won't burn the transfer for Laren this week. I'll probably just bank it. Unless I get guilted into it, then I might switch it. But uh, I know I've got to drop Ola before the buy, but uh, we'll see. I'm, I'm sticking with Ola for, for one more round. He's on fire. Man, I thought I was going to get my Kyle Laren pick in, and Jason got to it before me. I have the same Giovinco, Keen, and Laren picks. But you know, hey, since Ola... Is a homie of ours. Keep him on your team, guys, and captain him, just because Ola's yes. our homie. <laughs> and we want him to come on the show. Right. Um, For me right now, I have only two, and that's Keen and BWP. Um, I have a banked transfer right now that I'm, I am I want to save, but I might have to use it to bring in Giovinco. Um, but I'll have to sacrifice one of my big four in the midfield, so I don't, I don't know. I might not have learned my lesson from last week and not owning, owning Giovinco. <laughs> Would you it's guys consider just rolling? So, like, you don't really gain that much. I would drop BWP for Giovinco and try to finagle it that way. Yeah, but against Chicago? I mean... Yeah, yeah. But, but then they're away at L.A., home against Montreal, and away at D.C. They have three, three away games in their next four. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I might have to do that. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know. I've been considering running a two-man forward formation myself to free up more money for the midfield because there's just so many awesome midfielders again this season. But you never know. But speaking of, we've touched on this throughout the episode about must-haves and, and must-owns and must-captains. Do you guys have any must-have players for round 21? And also, who are your captain picks? Um, Giovinco and Piatti for me are the must-owns, and Giovinco is the captain. Uh, Giovinco and Keen are must-owns, and Giovinco is the captain. I'm going Diaz and Piatti, and Diaz is my captain. Wow, yeah. Um, to me, I really don't like any of the matchups this week. I think that um, there's really not a lot of favorable fixtures, um, but to me, 
Giovinco is the only must-have player, and after last week, your captaincy pick, but of course, he's going to miss two PKs and get injured and then go off with the red card or something like that. So Shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> very nice, very nice. And I saved the most important question for last for everyone. Which Hogwarts house would each MLS FI host be sorted into? It's the burning question that people want to know. Travis, where do you fall? <laughs> of course, I get to go first. Of course um, you do. Yeah, there was there I was reading today on Wikipedia the different um <laughs> to prep. Yeah, well I mean I've watched all the Harry Potter movies, but I, I really I'm not I haven't read all the books yet and I don't know a lot of the like backstory and stuff, so I had to kind of prep myself for this question. But um I'm gonna have to go based on what I've read with uh Ravenclaw. Uh, because they value intelligence, creativity, learning, and wit. And I like to think of myself as fairly witty occasionally. Simon? And, and there was another one that mentioned hard work, and I was like, no, that's just too much work. <laughs> yeah, I'd either be in Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. Um, definitely not Gryffindor, because you're supposed to be brave, and I'm not Slytherin because... Although I have a lot of those traits, I'm not a total jackass. Um, or like evil. Or, you look like you'd be in Slytherin with that Jesus hair. Yeah, I have like this golden green like wool coat too that's like has some silver in it also. So I, I could make a good Slytherin, but I'm not super down with dungeons too, and they have really big dungeons. So I think I'd be Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff gives a reputation for being not very smart, but like, no, we just don't flaunt our smarts, to be real. Also, they have the coolest looking. Oh, that's uh, totally not you, Mister Fifth Place. Well, I don't flaunt that. I think I'm pretty pretty aware and telling people that this is a total fluke and that you should not trust me. Um, Do people did point out how you were laying down the harsh advice last week too? Good. Well, I did, and you know what? They're not in fifth place, so they should can it. Um, yeah. Maybe I should be in Slytherin. I'm kind of mean. Yeah, okay, I'm in uh, Slytherin. But let us know. Listen to the show and then tweet out there. Is it Simon Hufflepuff or Simon Slytherin? We want to know. Let us know. What about you, Anne-Marie? Where do you fall in the Harry Potter yes. spectrum? I'm so sorry, but I haven't read or watched anything Harry Potter. Like, Anne-Marie, yes. Anne-Marie, muggle? Okay, muggle, there we go. What a muggle. I know. <laughs> Jason. Oh, so <laughs> saved oh, you for last. I, I know you did. Um, well, to be honest, I saw the first two movies and they weren't bad. They were okay. I'll, I'll give them that. Um, my sister-in-law works for the Salt Lake Bees, and they had a Salt Lake Bee Harry Potter day, and she brought me home a tie. That's the that's a Gryffindor tie. Actually, funny story. I actually wore it today to work. Um, so, based on what I know, I would probably say pure logo-wise, because I love logos, I think Ravenclaw has got probably the most badass logo. Hufflepuff, is, it, is that a badger? Is that what it is? Yeah, it is. Badgers, <laughs> they're, pretty, they're pretty rad. But you know what? Yeah, but going with what they say. Mushroom, mushroom. Yeah, buddy. 
Snake, African yeah. snake. <laughs> um, I, I would probably have to be um, House Gryffindor. All right. Where do we think Guy falls? Is, is he like Simon? Is he going to be our, our little... Yeah, he's Slytherin. He's Slytherin. He's Slytherin. Uh, I have taken a test on the internet before, and it put me in Hufflepuff. So I, I will just, I will just go with that no, one. No, guy's a Hufflepuff. Guy's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Guy's a total Hufflepuff. There we go. Is Andrew our Slytherin? Is he our Slytherin? Or is he too calculating? Is he? A, is he He's a, a Ravenclaw. He's a Ravenclaw. He's a Ravenclaw. Okay. No. Andrew's a Ravenclaw. So, so Simon's a Slytherin. There we go. Or let us know. Let us know. Tweet us at. Let us know. Tweet What's at. Mike? Us What's Mike that tiger? Oh, what is Mike that tiger? He's a he's a Ravenclaw too because he's, he's definitely smart. a Ravenclaw. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Arena is a Raven is not a Ravenclaw. He no. is a Slytherin. No. Bruce Arena is a golden no, snitch. No, 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 no. He's the golden snitch. <laughs> no. Bruce is a Hufflepuff. He's a, he's a Green Gots Goblin. Bruce does not care. Thus, he is a Hufflepuff as well. No, he is a Slytherin. Oh, why does everyone hate Bruce? Bruce is Bruce. Voldemort. What are you talking about? Oh, he shall not we be don't, named. We do not name him. All him. right, well, we are spiraling Aww. down a, a rabbit hole here, so thank you for that question. It was. I hope you all enjoyed those answers, and we do want to know what you all think Simon would be. Uh, and that's it for all of our questions. Thanks to everyone who submitted them. I hope you got some good answers, and keep checking back to... Uh, the r slash fantasy MLS site to see any more tips that go along as well as some of the other sites that we're going to plug at the end because many of us are writing tips for this week. Uh, but first we got some community time to go over the r slash fantasy MLS top scorer was Gary Fraga and manager of the team Bleeding Red with 132 points. Congrats. That is an awesome score and just seven off the highest for the week. Very well played. Well played. You can beat Travis. But fortunately, you were not head-to-head with Travis. That is what you would be in if you were the MLS Fantasy Head-to-Head League. And uh, going down the list, uh, Simon, you you did beat the taco. I love tacos, but get wrecked. <laughs> did I over 25 points, so congrats on that. Uh, Andrew fell to Ivan the Terrible from Fantasy Football first by a pretty solid margin, 89 to 103. Travis, I'll let this be your moment. Yeah, I took down... So, a funny story. Uh, I was chatting on MLSFantasyBoss.com uh, before the uh, the Toronto match, trying to get them to convince me to change my captain to Giovinco from Sasha Kleshton. And uh, Older Goaler pointed us to a website. I'll have to find the link. But it was some website for deciding on what kind of food to eat. It was, it was like a little wheel, like a Wheel of Fortune wheel, and you push the button and it, it picks what you're going to eat for dinner or whatever. And so it was like, oh, we'll use this, and whatever it lands on, that's who you pick. And so I did it, and I was like, okay, if it lands on this half, it's Giovinco. If it lands on this half, it's Question. And so it picked Giovinco for me. I was like, all right, I'm going with Giovinco. So he kind of helped me beat him. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, one of the other guys that was deciding between Ola Kamara, I can't remember if it was Ola Kamara or Piatti and Giovinco, he spun the wheel, and the wheel had colors on it, and it stopped on a red color, and it was Italian was the food choice. So it was red Italian. I was like, okay, you've You've got to pick Juvenco, and I don't think he did, and he he regretted it. So, 
Yep, and you profited from it, so well played there. I did. Uh, Guy Sanchez had a very close match with Mike that Tiger, but Mike beat him 105 to 98. So congrats, Mike, on that one. Jason, man, what happened? Uh, so th- this is this is what I think is going on. They're using a advantage play on all of us, and this is why. We post out our lineups before the game starts. Mito, who is in charge of the website, or the Fantasy Footy 24/7, Fantasy Football 24/7, uh, usually selects about five minutes before. So he looks at all of our picks and then just does the opposite of what we're doing. So with me captaining Valeri, he obviously went with Giovinco, which gave him the two-point advantage. I lost 108 to 110. You still suck. <laughs> Uh, and then I went head-to-head against Ben Bear from MLS this week, and I beat him by three points, 94 to 97. So congrats. I am moving up the ranks, and I'm happy to see some green arrows. Uh, Emery, are you in any fun head-to-head leagues that you want to highlight? I am not. Um, oh, no. I'm. Just... There's no total MLS head-to-head league. <laughs> you know, I don't know. If, I don't think there is one, but uh, next season for sure, I'll get those guys on board. We got to get you guys involved in this in this podcast league. That that can be all kinds of fun, right there. Yeah. All kinds of fun. I really like. It. I really feel that this is a great aspect of where the game can grow if we can highlight some head-to-heads more. So it's it's been a blast. Uh, but next round, round 21, big game coming up. I am going up against Jason, so that will be fun. Uh, Fantasy Football 24/7 is taking on their own writer, Guy Sanchez. So a little bit of a. Uh, Interesting infighting going on. Mike That Tiger taking on Older Goaler. Travis is going up against Andrew, so our two stats guys going head-to-head. Yeah, and uh, i got to give a shout-out to Andrew for his new team name, Rhetorical Question. <laughs> I like That's that. That's just great. great. Uh, we'll also give a shout-out to Andrew. He might not be in the show as much anymore because he just got a new job. So congrats, man. He is working with data and analyzing with that. So good, good news for, for Andrew. Uh, Ivan the Terrible from Fantasy Football First is going up against Simon. Come on, man. you gotta got to give us some, some love. I got you. It's all good. Beat those. we gotta get we got to get some credit against these English guys. They're tearing us apart. Uh, and then my buddy Steve is taking on Ben Bear. So, Ben, if you listen to our show, congrats on the win. Because <laughs> I know my buddy Steve is not. And even if he did, he would think it's hilarious. Well, we heard from him once this year. And it was like he's like, hey guys, I'm the taco. All right, later. That was hey. He sent me a tweet. He was at the Sporting Kansas City match, and he sent me a tweet, and it was like, hey, this is for you. And he had an arrow pointing at something, and I was like, I I can't read it. It's very bad quality. And he said, it says welcome to Blue Hell. And I'm like, awesome. Tell Benny Failhopper he needs to do more so I can get more fantasy points. <laughs> that was pretty much that conversation. <laughs> Uh, but that's all that we have for our fun time. So now, guys, who has some plugs? I think we have lots of people here today. Anne-Marie, why don't we start with you? Um, as far as plugs go, I mean, i got to plug the Total MLS guys, you know. Um, follow us on Twitter, <laughs> Total MLS. Yes. And I have it on good authority that they don't bite. No, they're actually quite nice. <laughs> I've not been told to say that. Yes, I have. But <laughs> She's not no. the to say that. <laughs> They're all great guys. They put out good content. 
they're kind of funny sometimes, so <laughs> check them out. You won't we'll be have to do some cross podcast stuff sometime. They can talk about fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Boom. We can boom and boom goes the dynamite. Uh, yes, and Amory, you write a weekly article for them with just fantasy, or do you do other stuff? Um, I do just fantasy, um, pretty much. Yeah, uh, just for every round. So double game weeks, I guess, is more than one a week. But other than that, yeah. I mean, my job is pretty simple there. They they're the hard workers. So. <laughs> Travis. Uh, yeah, just be on the lookout for the next bonus points article on MLS soccer. Um, I'm assuming I'll have another one coming out in a week or two. Jason. I'll try not to piss anyone off. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys for the feedback for the punts and differentials. I appreciate all the love that I got. Um, so, yeah, I'll be continuing to do that. Last week was fantastic. Um, this week I'll be doing the same thing. Typically, I think, Reed, we're going to be we're going to be posting it on what, Wednesday or Thursday? Sure. I still, I didn't know what day if we had a specific schedule. But yeah, look forward toward the latter part of the, the game week. Um, and then if you guys have any other suggestions, uh, let me know. It's on uh, MLSFantasyBoss.com, typically under the game week of that game week, and then punts and differentials is good. And Simon, what's going on in Seattle? Um, not that much. You should follow me on Twitter at SimonMLSFI because I have 699 followers right now. Woo, I know. I'm a celebrity. Just kidding. Uh, not very it's many, very but famous. but I would like to get to 700. So if somebody could follow me, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I'd appreciate that a lot, actually. Because, I mean, it's fun to have like a 69 in my follower account, but, you know. No, I'd I like, I'd like 700. You. Yes! There we go. You just unfollowed me? I just me? unfollowed you and blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> you jackasses. Uh, doomed doomed well, to be at 699 like, forever. I guess I could use a couple more now that these guys feel a need to... <laughs> Let's all just one by one unfollow him as he gets oh, up. Oh, we should. <laughs> follow, unfollow, follow, unfollow. Rude. <laughs> I love you, friend. I'm just kidding. Also, if you follow me every once in a while, I give away Sounders tickets. So, just true. Hey. It's nice. Because so many people want to go to those games. <laughs> it's practically giving them away. Um, very nice. Yes, that science Simon is very, very giving person, and he likes cats. So, if you like cats, you should follow Simon. Yeah. Uh, of course, I am going to have an article with some pics coming up later in the week at. MLS Soccer's website, as well as everything that pops up at MLSFantasyBoss.com. The charts are up right now, and there'll be more coming out throughout the week, so please stop by there. And of course, stop by r slash MLS to check out all of the great conversation and posts and rate my team. So people will post throughout the week, if you, and especially if you have rants. We always have a weekly thread for ranting, so if you just have to vent about whatever ridiculous thing has happened in MLS this week, because let's be honest, we know something ridiculous is going to happen every week. Stop on by, blow off some steam. Other people will probably join you as well. It's a blast. So as every week, thank you everyone for listening to us, and good luck. <laughs>